you have just been invaded by. Hey there, guys. This is DJ Slope from Slope's Game Room, and you're listening to Slope's Cast, the retro gaming news show recorded live on Twitch on the 6th of April 2021. In today's show, we're going to be chatting about Streets of Rage 4's upcoming DLC, the PlayStation V and Vita stores going under, Horoscope Skiing kind of comes back, a brand new Evercade console is on the way, the infamous NES game Noah's Ark returns once again, a stunning new fan made metro. Metroid game randomly arrives and the death of Mario. All of that on today's episode with my co-host Grizzly Cryden. If you like the podcast and you want to be in a chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider becoming a Patreon or YouTube member. And if you have any particular news stories that you would like us to cover, then please do let us know in the dedicated room over on Discord. Plus, if you are listening to this podcast on any of the many podcast services around the world, then please do give us a little review as it really does help us spread our wings and get into the earlobes of plenty of other podcast goers. Anyway, enough of the plugs. Let's get on with the show. Welcome, everybody, to Slopes Cast. We've got six topics of conversation to be bringing up tonight, which... Uh, the awesome Grizzly Cryden has put together uh, due to the awesome people in our Discord that have been uh, suggesting news topics for us to talk about this week. And uh, first on the agenda is that Streets of Rage 4 is getting some DLC. Now, this isn't exactly <laughs> new information. It was announced quite some time ago. If I'm not mistaken, was it in the Limited Run Games um, live event that they did instead of like the E3 event? I think I think it may have been announced then that, that some new Streets of Rage DLC is coming. Regardless, regardless, a uh, Twitter user by the name of a certain name has basically <laughs> picked up <laughs> that Mr. X Nightmare was the name of uh, some leaked DLC information. That's all we really know about it. But Mr. X is quite an important part of the Streets of Rage history. And um, yeah, will we be playing a Streets of uh, Mr. X? Will this be um, uh, a whole new story where Mr. X, who's obviously the father of Mr. Which one is it? Mr. Y and Mrs. X? Yeah, Whatever way it's like Miss the 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 white twins wasn't it yeah 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 so um yeah. yeah i mean there's not really much else to add to this except the fact that we've got a, a, a snippet of information on what's coming up yeah so th- th- this was found on like steam db by uh, a reddit user and um i don't know it, there's not much to say is there because it's no. like we all we knew was that Streets of Rage 4 might get DLC, and it's just great to get some sort of confirmation because more Streets of Rage is always good Good Streets of Rage. Yes, um, yes, so absolutely. Now, whether you'll be playing as Mr. X or whether you will be playing against Mr. X, I mean, it could it infers either way, and I, I, I'm thinking they might go for something like um, those those like mini uh, mini levels that you can unlock by tasering the arcade machines if you haven't done it yet. Yeah, you think you'll be playing like the retro games here? Yeah, I get the impression. I mean, Mr. X as a character um, has gone through some changes throughout the series, to say the yeah, least. Yeah, that's the I thing. Mean, like, if they do carry on with the story, like he was a robot at the end of number three. Wasn't he essentially like a brain in a jar um, by that point? It's just, just completely not mr x anymore and just yeah yeah exactly lots of, lots of weird <laughs> stages 
But then that means they've, they, they, they've basically got like the uh, Dr. Robotnik sort of uh, thing going on here where they could literally turn him into any kind of contraption they wanted. You want to make him like a, some kind of robotic dinosaur or something, you can. Um, you know, as long as he's got a machine gun, <laughs> I'm okay with it. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's exciting stuff. Um, luckily, we haven't really got much to go on, but I hope it isn't a greatest hits of the original games. I mean, don't get me wrong, that would be great. But I kind of do want some new levels or something like that. Yeah. I mean, are we still holding true to the the idea that we don't technically want Streets of Rage 5? We just, we're just glad that Streets of Rage 4 was good. Um, or yeah. is it a case of like, um, are you hoping that this leads to anything extra uh, in the Streets of Rage franchise? I mean, there's clear interest in it now. I, I would sure. love to see more, but I don't know if I'd want to do... Uh, another generational wait and see and then hope it's good and then it potentially not being good but thankfully it was good this time yeah yeah. i mean my only worry (laughs) it's got there's so much love for streets of rage 4 that they could do a complete um sort of addition with all of these extras added on and i already own Streets of Rage 4 three times physically for the same system. I'm kind of not up for doing it three times again for a new limited <laughs> run box that they do um, with Mr. X. Although, oh, the imagine I'm just saying this out loud now, but thinking of what limited run could do with like a Mr. X DLC pack would be pretty exciting stuff. Oh, I don't know. I, I think I think it'll be uh, I think it'll be pushing it a bit, you know, considering limited runs whole thing is having everything on a cartridge. It kind mm-hmm. of like betrays that by having extra DLC after the game, but I don't know if they if they did do like a limited run release, it would have to be one of the cheaper ones and something that sits alongside what they've already done. Because I don't know about you, I I know that you bought the 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 big the big mm-hmm. box as did I. Um, yeah, I still haven't opened the thing. Um, oh, I have, I have. <clears throat> I'm just. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'd love to see some more Streets of Rage, but I, I don't know if I'd double dip in terms of the physical treatment because... Well, that's the thing. I already have. I've, I've technically yeah. triple dipped. I'm trying to look around. So, yeah, my big my big uh, people that are watching on stream now, make sure you do follow me, twitch.tv forward slash slopes gaming for people that are listening. On podcast services, I do have the Streets of Rage 4 box above me. Um, uh, that's the expensive limited run version. No, I, I've quad dipped actually then i've got the other limited run version which is actually the same because you have that version inside the big one so i've got the same literally the exact same thing twice um i have bare knuckle 4 uh the japanese import um which is again the same but it says bare knuckle 4 on the title screen um and then i've also got the signature edition streets of rage 4 um above me uh as well so um i'll be doing a video soon <laughs> it does come with a headband and it comes with pins. And I actually also own all of the lineage studio uh, art pins that they released um, for the game, of which there are quite a few. And finally, I know we've both got this one, Grizzly, the Streets of Rage 4 Axel figurine. <laughs> From Storm Collectibles. I've got to say, that thing is awesome. Um, it's so sexy. After- after seeing Dan's, I had to get one for myself, and uh, <laughs> yeah. I really hope they do some a Blaze and Adam Hunter. Oh, I don't know. I, I'm kind of hoping they don't because they're like eighty quid each. <laughs> yes, that's the they're only not reason. Cheap. They that's are not the only cheap. reason. So yeah, there we go. It's exciting stuff. Um, 
it's never a bad thing having more streets of rage stuff to to uh, uh consume and um i i still personally think that dot mu dot emu done a stellar job with streets of rage 4 so give them more let them continue on with this oh, i still don't like the idea but give us streets of rage 5 i just don't like the name but yeah yeah, it's, yeah it's, numerical sequels always increase expectation that's for sure as for sure. i believe that was the original reason you didn't want this one to be called streets of rage 4 the, the, it, the same what it was was <clears throat> we're going back some time now but i always i met when i made my streets of rage complete history like the third video i ever put out on my channel i said one day they'll make a streets of rage 4 but please don't let it be called streets of rage 4 and obviously that's what it ended up becoming the reason why is because I, I one of my all-time favorite trilogies is Sonic One, Two, Three, <laughs> and Knuckles, and there's yeah. also a Sonic Four. <laughs> yes, technically yes. it's part of it, but it's completely different, and it should have been its own little entry. And uh, if it was its own little entry, it wouldn't have been hated on as much as Street uh, Sonic the Hedgehog Four was i mean don't get me wrong it's a very forgettable game after you've played it once unlike the original trilogy and knuckles but um calling it oh, any i mean they, they do it as sonic prime which is the less a stupid name but calling it i i don't even know insert random name here sonic uh zone i don't know i'm thinking of i, I, I don't know <laughs> Sonic Quickshot, Sonic in Sector X. I'm looking at my games now. As you can follow Sonic, the one with fake plastic trees and grass and yeah. cat cat vocal audio. It's, you, have to, you have to listen to the music to get that one. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mind the music <laughs> in Sonic 4. And did you know that was the first ever game I ever played on my own uh, HDTV, like when I bought an HDTV. I played actually games before. That's the first one I ever played on my HDTV. Yeah, I've, I think with, with Sonic 4, that was an interesting one for me. I'm just glad that limited run games didn't exist at that point because otherwise we would have had the 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 physical thing and I would have been forcing myself to buy it out of principle. Yeah. Um, I, 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 would, I would still buy it. I would. I would still my, buy that if it came out physically. Uh, it, like I said, it, it, it definitely doesn't deserve the hate it gets. We are fully off topic now, but it fully doesn't yeah. um, deserve the, the, the hate it gets, Sonic the Hedgehog 4, but... Um, the fact that it's called Sonic Hedgehog 4, you instantly associate it with yeah. the best games in the series, which are, in my opinion, the best games in the series. Even Sonic CD had the, uh, the, 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 the right idea of changing it to Sonic CD. I understand why they did it, because it was on a CD and that was the big selling point, but it was different enough for it to, be, to warrant its own little spin-off Sonic CD rather than Sonic 4. That was the fun thing, actually, about Sonic CD. This is the last tangent I'll take. <laughs> um, but Sonic, uh, the Sonic One uh, episode one and episode two, there was actually supposed to be a third episode uh, being made, but because they because the first game wasn't received all of that well, they interjected Sonic CD into the canon of the story. So technically, Sonic CD is part of Sonic Four. There you go. There you go. But you know that that's that's talking like <laughs> Sonic lore. You know this. I, I should be old enough to not care now, but I, I do find it interesting. Yeah, it's it's a weird one. It's a weird, it's a weird one. But yeah, like I say, um, they did a good enough job to warrant being to warrant calling Streets of Rage, uh, four, Streets of Rage four, like literally numerically. Um, I, 
I, yeah. it's hard for me now to ever imagine it being called anything other than Streets of Rage 4. Um, and now I feel like they would have to continue down that, that numbered path. But what would be best is give us plenty of DLC. You can even mess up DLC and it wouldn't ruin it. Like, yeah. obviously, I hope that doesn't, that obviously doesn't happen. I hope it's fantastic, but they can get away with it being bad DLC, which obviously, like I say, I hope it isn't what I would like this studio to do. And they're definitely doing that. They're definitely bringing in publishers that are doing that Turtles thing. They're, they're, they're constantly reviving these old uh, properties and these these nostalgic properties. Comic Zone, guys. It, Alien vs. Predator, guys. No, they are perfect for Comic Zone. They are absolutely perfect for mm. Comic Zone. Give us a Comic Zone complete history. Um, complete history? That's, that already exists, guys, by the way. No, ComicZone.mu uh, uh, game. That would be fantastic. It obviously hasn't got the, um, the name pool that Streets of Rage does. The obvious one is Golden Axe, but I don't know if I want an animated, hand-drawn Golden Axe game. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit... Mm, don't know about that one. Don't know. I don't know. I'd be, I'd be into it. Obviously, I'm going to play it, and I would obviously love it, but I don't know about that art style. They'd have to convince me. They'd have to convince me. Anyway, (laughs) (laughs) well off topic. Moving over to topic number two, and this is a sad one. This is a sad one. Um, we got some hardcore opinions here, including my own, but basically the PlayStation 3, the PlayStation Vita, uh, and is it just those two? I believe it is. Yes, the PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 3 Vita digital stores are closing in July. <sighs> so basically, the Vita, as good as the physical library is for that system, it is very much uh, heavily focused on people downloading games. That, that was at least my impression of it, for people that I know that had one. Uh, most people I know that have a Vita don't have much more than five physical games. So it was, a, it was very much a console you would download a lot of games for. but. Moving forward from the end of July. Yes. Um, see you later. PlayStation Vita store uh, and, and, and the PlayStation 3 store as well. So, yeah, uh, the original story. Sony is to close the PlayStation 3 and Vita store in July and August, uh, respectively. Uh, users can re-download their content as they wish, but they can no longer purchase content after a certain date. This has left certain developers out of pocket, particularly those that are working on Vita titles. Now, there were not a lot of, um, not to my knowledge at least, there's not a lot of Vita-specific digital-only games. I mean, obviously, like uh, Tearaway, that was very heavily designed to work on the Vita. Uh, you've got that PlayStation 4 version, Tearaway Unfolded, I think it was called. But yeah. um the, the, the Vita one was the one you wanted to play. The amount of things that you could do with that was pretty incredible. But, um, I mean, th- th- this is sad. Don't get me wrong, it's sad. But at the same time, I, I find it hard to feel sympathy because it's so obviously going to happen. Like, hmm. I, don't, I don't know. What, what do you think? Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've always been a big proponent of physical... Uh, gaming ownership Uh, one because i really like having a lot of plastics out on my walls and two um just in general i'm i'm really big on the idea of game preservation and seeing news like this really makes me wince because as much as i've been uh like telling people that this is going to happen and this this can and will happen you will lose access to your games at some point you do not own digital content no matter how much you pay for it um here it is in the flesh this is this is the agenda of major publishing partners platform holders and just in general this is what digital content looks like 
in the long run. Um, now, I will say there are some silver linings. Um, as much as I don't like the fact that entire swathes and libraries of games are going to be lost overnight to those who would actually be willing to pay for them, um, there are a couple of rumblings here and there about the ideas of trophies being made for emulated titles, which suggests that the PS5 might have some sort of backwards compatibility. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you've bought the content or own it from PlayStation Plus, then you can still download it. But that doesn't stop the fact that there are a lot of indie developers who cut their teeth on the Vita. I mean, limited run games themselves, they created their entire basis on a game called Retro City Rampage, which was made for the Vita. There are some great titles as well for the Vita, which I would absolutely urge anyone to play, and that's the likes of... The Vita's a fantastic um, system. It's one of those ones I genuinely regret not buying all physical games for well before this announcement. Like It's such a beautiful system to play. Like the, the, yeah, the Gravity Rush games, for example, Mm -hmm. Uh, Gravity Rush 1 and 2. The second one physically is very hard to find. So your only option was to get it digitally. And now that your, your opportunities to do so will be gone. Um, but I didn't want to just leave it there really because there's, there's actually rumblings of this happening, of course, for the PS4. I mean, we were already seeing it. Apparently, yeah. in the PS4, and this was broke. This news broke last week. Um, there is a battery which is used to uh, save the clock data, so it's able to track you playing digitally downloaded games while offline. That battery has a use-by date, and once it dies, you can no longer um, access your digital library offline. So that means yeah. when the servers get get taken down. That means so does your digital content library. Again, you do not own your digital content. And that that's scary to me. I mean, the fact that a modern console, still current generation, um, is out there with a suicide battery, the kind of thing that you saw in the Panasonic, uh, sorry, the Philips CDI that gave that console a 25-year lifespan, the fact that those still exist and they are out in the market and you can buy one from the shops today bothers the hell out of me um it's a really it's really bad and there's so many other things as well coming from this there is a lot of developers feeling the hurt right now um, for sure for sure it's just it's a real shame and um i'm wondering what sony are going to do to address the balance Absolutely. in terms of uh, in terms of how they're going to essentially rectify the situation because i feel like they should um and I'm hoping that this 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 idea of emulating uh, older generations and getting trophies for those games gives us some sort of indication as to where they're going to go with this. But we'll see. We'll see. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Joe, we got we got uh, Joe here from our um, uh, one of one of my patrons here. Has actually uh, uh, got a little something to add to this. Go on, Joe. You take the floor, mate. Yeah, I want to second everything that's been said. The, the biggest problem here is when you're going to digital only, uh, when a service goes down, or assuming that there's actually some kind of problem, and let's say that the server itself goes offline or is wiped out, you have no recourse. Even if you've paid for it, even if you quote-unquote own it, which you can get into that debate on digital, you have no other way to then play those games. And even if there's only 10 people who ever bought it, those 10 people paid for access to that game. And without a physical edition, they are now left in the cold. And I also think that Sony's treatment of the developers, because from what they're saying, they were given almost no notice. 
and some of them are just shuttering whatever games they were planning for, like the Vita, and others mm-hmm. are racing to get it in by this deadline. You know, it, you're in the middle of a new console. You know, I don't want to say war because I, I don't get into the war thing, but you want to build goodwill when you have Microsoft that is doing things like acquiring Bethesda with Game Pass. That there's so many avenues that Microsoft is competing. Sony should be doing more to curry favor with their fan base, not taking things away. Even though, yes, some of this stuff is really old, it doesn't all have a way that you can own it and be sure you can play it, assuming everything goes offline. I think that's the biggest problem with the way digital is handled sometimes, is you don't have that physical copy that, you know, for those who care, and for those who don't, that's great. You don't care? Great. Don't just buy the digital one. Don't worry if it goes away. But if you want to be able to play it, you love a game, and you can't get a physical copy, that's just a rotten place to be stuck in. So uh, yeah. that's the thing that bothers me the most about this is the way they treated the developers in this case and what it does for people who cannot acquire a physical version of that game. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it just seems bizarre that they would even get rid of it. I mean, like I said, there are a couple of instances like that. I know there was one that I'm reading in the article from the gamer here uh, of uh, a game called, I mean, I'm not trying to be nasty. It doesn't ever look like a game. I'm not going to be that bothered about playing called Lucky Licky the Lucky Lizard Lives Again. Um, which is a game, a free game, actually. You don't even have to buy this game. Um, very, very basic. It looks very, very Flash-based, but it was a, a PlayStation Vita exclusive, and um, uh, apparently it uses the PlayStation Vita controls. So even if you emulated this onto a PlayStation 5 somehow, then, yeah, like, it's not going to really work at all, really. Like, it'd be very, mm. very, very hard to do. But taking these few instances out of the uh, out of the equation like i don't know why they can't just have it included into the store like most games will just work on a playstation 5 or playstation 4 or playstation 3 games will just work on a playstation 5 it doesn't seem to be need to be that much As, uh, licensing take license out of the thing just just have have one store rather than three separate stores and it, this should this should be across the board for for nintendo and everyone unless you're releasing a console that has very specific controls like i don't see why this could why this is even a thing why this is a worry but yeah there we go yeah there we go. it's just this whole thing about like digital content being somewhat disposable i feel like this is what we 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 rag on the microsoft uh, quite a lot on here, I like to think, because we yeah. uh, we, we like to highlight their mistakes as we as we are doing now with the with the PlayStation. Nobody's yeah, safe, yeah, yeah. It's what I want to say. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're hitting on Nintendo one, on the last topic. Don't worry. Yeah, the one thing I um the one thing I appreciate is that the one thing that Microsoft did really really well this generation um one is that they've gone to curry favor, and I want to go into a bit more detail on that as well in a moment. Um, as Joe says, but they've also charged a disposable rate for their digital content so mm-hmm. the get the game pass it, it is a netflix subscription price it's it's you you foot you go in there you know exactly what you're going to get and every couple of months the games change and you you win some and you lose some mm-hmm. and that approach is genuinely the way i can see gaming carrying on if games are becoming a disposable commodity especially in the digital space. And it's only really the, the diehards, the people with the physical collections that are really in it for the preservation stakes. And just on the note of um, goodwill, one thing that the PS4 did really well on last generation was that they created this, this sense of goodwill with that whole, how do you share games? Oh, here you go. Would you like to borrow this? <laughs> yes. Okay. 
Brett, thank you. That, that was and good marketing. Sticking two fingers up to Microsoft for doing quite the opposite at first. And now Microsoft are the ones with the olive branch. They're the ones who go in, here, here's Game Pass, possibly the best deal in gaming. So you can play it on your phone, you can play it on your PC, you could play it on your calculator. Here you go. Just play the games. Just play it wherever you want. Um, and mm-hmm. now Sony are the ones going, no, I want PS3, Vita, and PSP to disappear forever. Hopefully not forever, but, you know, we'll see. You know, they haven't shown their cards yet, but that's, that's the way it looks. Um, and they are, the problem is, is that we've seen this before. When the PS3 launched, when they initially announced that £425 price point, or $600 price point, which seems laughable today considering everyone's trying really hard to get £450 console, but that's yeah. by the by. £425 for a PS3 was a hell of a lot of money. And they couldn't sell consoles. They were, they were complacent. They were being absolutely complacent after the PS2 came out and they had all of that success. Because they, the, the genuine like, quote of the time was, we know people will buy it. We know people will save up and buy the PS3. And when they didn't do it, they had to backpedal. They had to come up with PlayStation Plus, give you a bunch of free games every month for a subscription and, and all of this. Mm-hmm. And now it's swapping sides because now Microsoft are the good guys. They're the ones who uh, have made up for a, ge- a poor generation. And I can just see it flip-flopping again. And I'm, I'm sick of it, to be fair, because the best time <laughs> is when both, both uh, console makers are... They, they recognize their fans. They don't buy into this whole console war thing and they just make great games. Yes, there's exclusives on both sides and we all know exclusives are important. But um, in reality, like both console manufacturers, they're, they're just having a great time selling great games, um, selling p- things that people want, their respective audiences want, and they're not taking anything away. It just seems like a backward step at the moment with all of this. It's... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I don't really know what to add to it. If I'm honest, like, like I said, I don't know why it's not one store at this stage. Um, th- there's no reason why it can't. There'll be there'll be so few titles that wouldn't work, but there's no reason for it not to be at this point. Uh, it, it's, it's a very sad part on Sony's so, Sony's move. I suppose the one argument that you would have on their favor is the fact that we're like, hey, this game isn't getting downloaded, and it hasn't been downloaded for say a year what do, 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 do us as fans expect sony to have that on their servers paying to have that on their servers for a year years and years with no one ever downloading <laughs> it um completely chocker blocking up their their actual uh store it, it, it's a tough one and and the fact of the matter is uh, this article here again from the gamer it says that future generations will have to pirate um i mean mm. unfortunately i mean Piracy and emulation aren't too far apart. Do I want to spend? I mean, some games you can get emulation-wise. You know, you got the Mega Drive collection, which will have the original Streets of Rage games on there, whatever you. But say I want to play uh, Wrestle War um, for the Mega Drive. I mean, that's not exactly an expensive game, but I'm sure there'll be plenty on here that would. But Moonwalker for the Mega Drive or something like that. A Moonwalker for the for the arcade as a perfect example. Do yeah. I? I'm, I'm not going to go and buy an arcade machine to play that game. Yes, I will emulate it, and you know it's not too far away from actually yep. Uh, yep. piracy yep. at the end of the day. And that's just all this is going to be. I'm emulating PlayStation Vita games, 
Um, not, not so nothing. unfortunately, yeah, that is going to be the future, and it hasn't really been too different uh, even well, back I, in the day. Um, it, it, like I say, it's a tough one. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what else to add. The, the, the easy option would be for Sony to, to to come up with a solution where you can actually have this online, but it's very easy for me as a podcast guy just to say that. I'm sure there's a lot more cogs uh, mm-hmm. to that that, that, that that need to be put in place, and I'm sure it's not an e- as easy as just throwing all three systems uh, in, into one place. In other words, yeah. I don't have the solution, but there needs to be a better solution than what they have now. Yeah, all I know is is that there's a great game on on the old on the old format, and I don't I don't I think it made it to PS4. I don't know if it's part of the cross cross buy thing, but there's a really great game called Rogue Legacy, um, and I know it's available on PC. There's a sequel out on PC, in fact, in early access, and it's really great on PlayStation 4. Great, really great on PS3, and it's really great on Vita. And mm-hmm. it sucks that I know that a great number of people are never, not going to get around to experiencing that because it's now being mm. it's it's not only just being removed from a store they're refusing to sell it to you that's the way i see this mm. and i just absolutely. find that really really strange to me absolutely absolutely well that's the and, one final thing i would say too is a lot of us now like we love the retro stuff right we love that stuff we grew mm-hmm. up with that stuff there are people discovering that now and they're not mm-hmm. going to have an avenue to be able to discover what are classic games other than piracy or emulation. Like you said, those are close cousins. Whereas, yes, so the sh- should the servers be up forever? Of course not. Nobody's going to be unreasonable. But then give us a digital collection of, you know, the PSP digital-only collection. Set a price. Let people be able to get it. So that at least you can make the argument that, hey, you can't pirate this. We're giving you a copy. That, that would at least get them around this. And they could say, we're shutting the servers off, but here's a disc, whatever amount of money. Here's all those games. If you really want them, we are allowing you to get these and play them. Simple as that. Yeah. And I the mean, thing is I- that there is enough of a market to, to, to fill that up big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, 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 those discs would sell out, you know, <laughs> and then and they'd be flipped on eBay. Yeah, like um, yeah, there's definitely a market big enough for that. Without a doubt, you are right. One of the things I saw, um, I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people in this group will be familiar with, uh, sorry, I've got to make sure I get the name right, uh, Jim Stephanie Sterling, um, mm-hmm. who, who put out a great video on Monday about this very same subject, and they likened it to supermarkets who had runoff food going, past, going to its sell-by date and just being thrown in the dumpster, as opposed to being sent sent round to like um food banks and feeding port they'd rather throw it away and guard guard the bins than they are to you know actually give it to people who can use it despite the fact it's past its sell by date and it's a very similar mechanism to what's happening here i mean i quite like i mean i, I don't expect sony to give things away for free you know but mm-hmm. like, if they did something to try and preserve some of this content and say, right, here's an all-you-can-eat buffet, what we consider to be the best of the PS3, the PSP and PS Vita in one collection, get it downloaded. It's If you have those consoles, it's yours to keep for it. It's yours to keep as long as our servers are up. I would love that. And I think it would be a really, really good way of, like a really good swan song. But right now, they're just going, right, our hand is on the plug. You have up until this date, and pull and and if you haven't sorted it out, we're pulling it. And that's it. 
there we go. There we Sucks. go. So yeah, anyway, it's sad it's coming. I don't think really any of us have a solution. Um, but it just sucks. There needs to be a better solution than just we're turning it off. Um, and unfortunately, that seems to be the route that they're going down. Um, and uh, yeah, as, as you know, there's a lot of developers out there that are obviously very, very keen on, on video game preservation. Um, I'm sadly seeing their games just drift away, drift away. So basically, if you want any of those quality games, as of and there are plenty of them on the Vita. The Vita is a fantastic console um uh for the indies my god it was so good um it's, it's the reason i love the switch nowadays the amount of indies on that on that system is incredible the vita was the first to really blow that in my face big time um uh yeah go get them uh because you haven't got too much longer sadly it is the way it is so moving over to topic number three <laughs> horatio goes snowboarding is a game that's coming <laughs> to uh, Steam. It's, in current, it's currently in early access right now. And basically, you know, this looks like a pretty simple, standard uh, uh, snowboardy type game. But for those that don't know, maybe some people outside of the UK uh, may not have picked up the insane uh, closeness that this has to a certain mascot that we had from the old zx spectrum days um one horace goes skin i'm scared to say it as well because the guy that owns the uh rights to horace um doesn't like people talking about his game i forgot um, about that yeah oh. there, was a, there was a lot of controversy um, right with so, uh, um, people using his stuff but we're, we're not showing it right now we're not showing it right now we're just uh showing this game that definitely has taken a little bit more than inspiration from that classic game but then i suppose you could say many games have been down that route there's a there's um uh an amico game coming out a snowboarding amico game that's not a million miles away from horace goes skiing um i think it's yeah. just called skiing but um yeah this is definitely taking inspiration from horace <laughs> there's no shadow of a doubt so if if there's any sign that it's a bit, if it's a bit of a slow, slower news week i mean you, you can see why we uh <laughs> While I why I included this one, but for the, for the Brits in the crowd, I thought this would be would be an interesting one because, of course, oh, for sure. If you owned a, you owned a ZX Spectrum, most people owned a copy of uh, a Doris Does Win- Winter Sports. Let's uh, try and not curry any uh, <laughs> dis- <laughs> disfavor here. Um, yeah, I mean that that original game was considered one of the first like proper clones that tried to be a bit more. Um, because it was just mm-hmm. a, essentially a clone of Frogger meets Slalom, um, and they merged the two games together, and it became quite a fun little gameplay loop. And yeah, yeah, absolutely, really, really enjoyed it. So I don't know. I got a kick out of seeing this one because it just yeah, uh, yeah, it just harks right back to that, uh, right, right back to 1983 uh, when a lot of people were playing their first games, not realizing that they were paying playing something that was essentially piracy (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's so little to add here but basically if you had a zx spectrum back in the day and you enjoyed horace goes skiing i don't care i'll say it horace goes skiing uh then there's a game that's quite similar to it um definitely taking inspiration called 
Horatio goes snowboarding. <laughs> it's just so good saying them back to back. <laughs> like I say, <laughs> slow news week, guys. But for the for for my UK crew out there, you're probably going to take a, get a little kick out of this one. The the retro gaming UK crew that um remember oh, European crew that remember the ZX Spectrum Horace. Do, 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 do you know much about Horace? Go skiing, Joe. Is Joe still in the chat? I'm only familiar with it because I've heard the stories about the the guy behind it. Honestly, I mean, I, I don't remember ever playing it anything like that. But I, I find this to be, I'm amused by it. I mean, I don't, I don't. It doesn't seem like it's ill intentioned to me. It's it's nah, riffing nah, on nah, a nah, classic. So I, I like stuff like this. I'll admit, I get a kick out of it. Whether that guy will or not, that's a separate story. But I, I think this, <laughs> I think it's cute. I like it. <laughs> yeah uh yeah like i say uh go check it out and um it, it, it's as basic as basic you can get for a, a downhill snowboarding or skiing game um if i was going to put my money on a game like this i would definitely look at that amico one that's coming out more um yeah as, like i say not much to add to this go check it out if you fancy it so moving on <laughs> from that <laughs> let's move over to actually some very interesting very very interesting uh information regarding this upcoming evercade vs system that was teased uh all we have currently is a logo like i say people that are watching this live on twitch are looking at that logo right now but for everybody that's listening you know what the evercade logo looks like now imagine a big v and an s underneath it you've just imagined the evercade vs logo we don't but know don't anything forget. about this no go on go on but don't forget that v and the s also have a line cut out of them they do does they do mean anything what does it mean <laughs> i think i think it's just the uh <laughs> the graphic artist just uh, going to town with very very little basically um so all I can say is I knew about this 24 hours before it came out, and I swear down, know nothing else. I have not heard of this, but I have got some pretty, uh, I, I would say, pretty safe predictions. Between me and Grizzly, we've got some good safe predictions. For anybody that doesn't know, the Evercade is a handheld system, and it's one of the few emulation-y sort of handheld systems that are actually doing it right. It's aiming for a niche crowd. That niche crowd have basically uh, all gravitated towards it. And um, what it is, is essentially they release um, collections of games onto cartridge, which is really nice. They're very beautiful little cartridges, comes with manuals, and you'll normally get anywhere between a couple of games for the for the more impressive uh, up-to-date indie games like Xenocrisis and, I'm going to forget its name, uh, Tanglewood on one cartridge, to the, uh, you know, the Pico Interactive, which I think probably has about 10 to 15. I've got every cartridge released so far. It's a great little system. For instance, I don't know really much of the Lynx history, the Atari Lynx history, and they have a collection of Lynx games onto one cartridge, 15 quid. It's it, it's not worth emulating or pirating, if you want to put it that way. These, this little system is perfect if you want to have a little nostalgic kick in the butt <laughs> for some retro games. It's a great little system. Now... One thing about this system is there's a lot of two-player games and the Evercade, the handheld system, is not a multiplayer system. There's no way to link it to, to another Evercade or anything like that. But those two-player modes are still on the cartridge. Pack Attack, that's on there. I believe one on the Oliver Twins, there's a racing game that may be two-player. I'd have to check on that. But there's plenty of two-player games on there. You can go into the two-player option, but you can't do anything when you're in there. You have to go back to the menu or restart it if you can't do that thing. It's our prediction, and tell me if I'm wrong here, Grizzly, that this is going to take those same cartridges, but it's going to be a uh, console 
for a television that will allow multiplayer, co couch co-op multiplayer, of course. Um, I don't think it's going to be much more than that. And honestly, it doesn't need to be much more than that. I'm, I would be very happy with that thing. As long as it's not silly overpriced, and I'm sure it won't be, I'd be very surprised if this comes into a three-digit uh, system, if it is what I'm predicting. Um, yeah, it's, it, it, if it is what I'm predicting, that's a good thing. Um, anything to add? Yeah, so uh, <laughs> first I, I want to echo the thoughts about the Evercade. I mean, we've gushed about the Evercade before, but they really are doing it right with the curated selection of retro games some of which you know some of which you have never even thought of and probably would completely overlook while looking at a rom list but for but 15 quid that, you're willing to check it out absolutely yeah it's, it, it reminds me of like take cassettes back in the day you you take them out on the road and you just play what you had as opposed to mm -hmm. constantly flicking through titles and not settling on any single one um my thoughts on the idea of a VS machine. Well, yes, it, it, it would be another, it would be a, a TV based console. I mean, it's the next logical step, right? Yeah. And that, I also believe to me, my, my other thoughts were it's going to be some sort of link cable to enable multiplayer between two Evercade systems. But it seems to be such a grand announcement for the sake of a link cable. So I'm hoping it's going to be some new hardware because I love me some new hardware. Yeah. And maybe, just maybe, they'll beef up the, the processor a bit to allow for some more games. I'll be all in on that. It, I mean, the con Yeah. I've not thought about that. Sort of the same way, I suppose, that the, uh, like, what did they call it? Like the 3DS, the new 3DS or whatever. And it had like the smallest library of games that could ever work on that new 3DS. And it was like less than five games that were specifically designed for the later 3DS system. Um, that would be interesting if they did go down the route of being able to play. I mean, to be fair, I'm sure the Evercade probably can play PlayStation games. I, I'd about. say that's the limit of its capability. Um, yeah. I wouldn't say. Uh, I see Emmy uh, writing a comment in there about the Sega Saturn and 3DO. I think we're a little bit away from that, uh, from CD-based consoles, but we are starting to see like proper arcade emulation has been has been uh, done in the cards. I would absolutely love to see a home-based console with an arcade stick set up for mm -hmm. these games. I think, again, that's the next logical step. How can you take it? beyond that handheld thing, but still keep the cartridges relevant. And this is the only way I can see it being, you know, I Absolutely. just really hope, I just really hope they continue on the trajectory, traje trajectory they are. And considering that they've got, um, various announcement, uh, like images online and they've still got spaces for six other announcements beyond the Evercade versus I think the, the the future for Evercade is looking very bright so far. Yeah, it's not trying to do anything more than it needs to do. It's a quality little like system. I know we're all like completely gushing about this thing, but it's it's it, it's insane that people haven't been able to work this out in the past. Of all of these, you know, like these consoles that are desperate to t get hold of the Sega name with like the Sega, Mega, not the Mega Drive Mini. The Mega Drive Mini is very good, but I'm on about like the uh, the. Uh, whatever the at game system that was what i was thinking of on all these little systems that have tried to emulate retro gaming this is just nothing more than it needs to be it's it, it chucks out 15 pound games that have 
sometimes up to like 20 games on one of the cartridges, I believe it is. And, and it's insane. It's just like such an, it, it, it does everything right. It does everything right. Um, it's not aiming for mass market. It's aiming for people like me and it's, and it's pleasing people like me. So that's good. It's good. I, I, I like the little system. Um, they're going to have to do quite a lot to, to, to mess this up. Um, yeah, I, I'm trying to think what they could possibly do to mess it up. If I'm honest, is that an Evercade mini? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, oh, God, uh, yeah, yeah it's, I'm, I'm pretty, I mean, I'm, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for it. I, I don't know what it's going to be yet, but um, do, do we have any kind of release date on this yet? No. Um, all I know is, is that news is pending and I'm surprised we didn't see anything around April Fool's Day to say like, uh, Oh, it's just uh, it's just a V and an S on a page. We got you, ha ha ha. <laughs> um, I, I I don't think I don't think we're there. Um, all I hope is is that they tell us soon because I want to know more. I'm invested. Um, I, as I say, I'm also got all of the cartridges out at the moment, and I've been enjoying the Tanglewood and uh, Zeno Crisis uh, cartridge a lot recently. Zeno Crisis is a perfect game for this system it's like really good like I, I would say that was a system seller if it wasn't for every single other retro console out there i would say it's a system seller it works really nicely on the evercade i just love all of the indie collections you've almost got like a limitless supply of games mm-hmm. and as, a, as we were looking at i think last week we were looking at the data east collection on um on steam and if you were to buy the games on Data East Collection on Steam, you're looking at £4 each, and you can get all of those on the Evercade for £15 and more. <laughs> yeah. That's just yeah. proof that it's a great that, deal. That is the one thing. I don't understand how, how it's <clears throat> good for Pico and companies like this that are trying to sell games for 50 quid a pop, but you can also buy 20 of them for £15. It's really bizarre. It's really bizarre. But, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously it's working. Um, and quality well done to him and uh, i don't want to blow my own trumpet here but i was the first person ever to show the evercade trailer on my channel <laughs> <laughs> ever ever i got that trailer and i put it out before everyone else anyway anyway <laughs> enough blowing my own trumpet as stated moving over to the next topic and i'm going to let you run with this one um grizzly uh <laughs> <laughs> Noah's Ark, all oh, the volume down. Noah's Ark uh, coming to Steam. Oh, is 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 here? It's already available yeah, on Steam. It's out. Yeah, go for the it. The game, the game that everybody wanted. Um, <laughs> so I initially, I saw, I saw the news. I, I just, I'm just going to be flat out and honest. When I saw Noah's Ark NES game, I was think, right, Wisdom Tree are back. Yeah, but it's that's not exactly Wisdom what Tree. I thought. It's not, no. <laughs> it's not Wisdom Tree. It's a game by a company called Source uh, Research and, and Development, and it was actually published by Konami back in the mm-hmm. day. Um, and what's interesting is that this is a European-only exclusive NES game, and it's bloody expensive to find a physical mm-hmm. copy of. So it's still kind of cool to talk about because it's one of those games. It's a bit of an obscure one. It's actually quite a lot of fun to play it's had a little blast through earlier um and it's one that i'm sure a few uh, our american friends across the pond who may not have uh, played this game before this will version finally, yeah, yeah it will finally uh will finally dig it yeah i have so, only heard, I, I have only heard of it once uh <laughs> that's the end <laughs> of that one <laughs> <laughs> you got anything to add to this joe 
I never played this. I, I this is another one that I've heard of. It 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 looks wild. I mean, I'm just looking at the the footage of it, and uh, the cross-eyed Noah character is is, is very <laughs> endearing to me. I like how goofy he looks. This is great. I would play this in a heartbeat. It's, yeah, it's yeah. not what you would expect from like a, a Bible adventure game, would it? No, I mean, it looks like a Mega Man Bible game, which, hey, you know what? If it plays well, that's great, man. I'm all for it. My Absolutely. favorite part is at the end of the game. Sorry for spoilers, by the way. I know everyone's really deeply invested in the Noah's Ark lore for NES at this stage. But um, one of my favorite things is that the last boss is a drain plug monster. And uh, when you destroy him, it it's uh, it removes all of the water from from the world, so it's no longer flooded, and that's Noah saving the day. It's kind of amazing. It, <laughs> I think that sounds uh, fantastic. Like <laughs> I, I, I'm so in for a game like that where people do weird and wacky stuff. Those are my kind of games. I like the offbeat stuff. I like the weird stuff where it doesn't necessarily make a lot of sense or it's a complete left turn. So I'm all for it. That sounds great. I it's, love this. I love this comment from Starfang, which apocryphal text stated that Noah could shapeshift into other creatures. <laughs> <laughs> there was always two. Remember, maybe Noah is just making the most of the situation. If you get what I mean. But anyway, I know. <laughs> <laughs> it like like genuinely looks like a very, very well-made game. Like, um, <laughs> like one of the better looking NES games in all honesty, it looks genuinely very, very impressive. And, um, like, like little animation I'm seeing there. Um, yeah, it, it, it looks cool. Um, it, it should come to the surprise of no one. We've already mentioned them in this, um, in this podcast that it's actually Pico interactive that yes. have, uh, are the people that have uh, managed to bring this one back. So, you know, massive thumbs up to those guys. They they do love getting hold of their obscure um, uh, retro properties and then releasing them, uh, putting them on physical cartridge. They're a great company. They I actually recently mentioned them on the uh, Kickscammer News um, uh, video that I put out recently. Uh, they, they, they're actually the people that are responsible for bringing stone protectors back as well. Um, yes. Which is something else I completely forgot even existed until I saw that uh, that that uh, that Kickstarter. So yeah, yeah, fair play to that company. They, they they are bringing the obscure back, and uh, hopefully coming to, hopefully coming to an Evercade console near you. <laughs> I was thinking it ain't going to be long, is it? We're going to get a Noah's yeah. Ark collection or something like. And th- th- they've got all the rights to do it, actually. And they already have the yeah. Come on, Evercade, it's get it started. I'd I'd drop fifteen quid for a new for a Bible adventures collection. That, that's insane. That is insane. Um, but yeah, or you can go and buy it now for about five pound roughly on Steam. There we go. Moving over to our next topic and this, oh my God, I somehow missed this until looking into the notes for this particular podcast. Guys, I am excited. The original Metroid prime is possibly my favorite metroid game even beating super metroid i love the f- and i'm not a big first person fan but metroid prime hit every single uh point for me i absolutely adore it this is metroid prime 2d a fan remade game there's a demo of it only at the moment only a demo as of right now but my god does it look good it looks fantastic um so so excited for this and yeah it's basically just they're remaking the original metroid prime a uh, a first person shooter game in 2d and probably more exciting about this is as of right now 
there is no takedown notice from Nintendo and um, a property like Metroid, you would definitely, yes. and, and the fact that there's a new Metroid Prime game coming out, you would definitely expect them to get on this. Like, I mean, if I was Nintendo, I'd be getting all of these guys and getting this released physically because this looks like one of the best Metroid games they've put out in a long time. This looks so, so good. In fact, uh, any Patreons, YouTube members, anyone out there that's um, uh, watching in live, check it out on uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and play this live directly after the stream over on Discord. Uh, so get on over there. But yeah, this looks fantastic. Uh, go on. What did you say, Grizzly? So yeah, like when you said about the, the takedown notice, I, was just, I just had to say yet uh, because yeah, yeah. you know it's coming. Um, it's been, it, the news has been released by like major like uh, news outlets and it's only a matter of time before Nintendo gets uh, gets catches wind and realizes that hang on no we wanted to do a Metroid Prime and nobody else can because this is our game in it. Um, I really love the look of this. Uh, I have very limited knowledge of the Metroid the uh, universe, but I have tried my hand at things like Super Metroid and Zero Mission. I've always enjoyed what I've played. Mm-hmm. And this looks genuinely a bit better than what I played of Prime. Um, this just <laughs> looks like a lot of fun. And I know Prime is like a darling of the GameCube era. At that yeah, point, yeah. I was deep in Halo territory. You just have to forgive me for my transgressions. But um, in, in terms of what I like about Metroid, I absolutely love their 2D games. And I love the fact that they've managed to translate it so well with their own engine. And this always yep. comes back to the question as to why why are these very talented, clearly talented people working on fan games when they could be making their own stuff? I would play whatever these guys made in a heartbeat. It doesn't 100%. need to have a Metroid skin. It doesn't need it. It does work it's- in their favour from time to time. The um, AM2R, another Metroid 2 remake, uh, the very popular AM2R game, um, uh, obviously that got taken down by Nintendo, which makes me think that, you know, it's only been a matter of time, like you say, before this one also gets taken down. Uh, another fantastic remake of uh, Metroid 2. And crazy still, I actually think it's probably better than the one that Nintendo put out themselves for the 3DS. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, that guy ended up going on to work uh, for Moon Studios, um, the people who made uh, one of my all-time favourite video games, more than Metroid, more than most games, the Ori series. So, um yeah, uh, I mean, and obviously they're, they're both uh, Metroidvanias to, to, to really wind up people that don't like that that term. I love saying that word. <laughs> Sounds like the C word, isn't it? Metroidvania. You can, just, you can hear all these fanboys crying every time I say it. But um, yeah, uh, like you say, I would, I would buy anything else these guys buy in a heartbeat because this looks so, so good. Yeah. So uh, it, it's jaw dropping, it, guys. I know. I know this probably isn't great for people listening in, rather than people watching this live. But check this out and get that demo downloaded. I mean, you're you're, you're still going to be able to get it even after Nintendo eventually do take this down. But um, go and go and support these guys while you can, because um, this looks utterly fantastic. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge Metroid fan. I've played just about every game they've ever made for that. And this, I, I get that, the, the whole comparison on saying this actually looks a little bit better than Prime because <laughs> I have a soft spot for this type of art. I like the 2D pixel art. I, I, I enjoy that type of creativity, especially to take something that was 3D and make it work this way is extremely impressive. So I mm-hmm. would tend to agree that this is probably a bit of a test balloon for 
hey, game companies, we're here. Look what we can do. And to see yeah. if that will move them along. Because you're right. Nintendo, it is amazing that we can even say it's still up now. They're so quick about this stuff. But it is impressive to see how they've translated 3D to 2D to begin with. And the fact that it is still up. I mean, I don't know that Nintendo is, quote unquote, allowing it to stay up just to, just to gauge interest. But, you know, why not? If a lot of people go crazy... You have a Metroid title coming. It just keeps the interest going. There's not a real bad reason to just let it sit for a bit. And maybe they are contacting these guys in the background about doing something like this. It would be smart. Uh, I can almost really guarantee you they're they, not going by their yeah. previous ways they've done it, but I, uh, it would be a dream come true if they did. Like, oh, no, I, I agree. Um, this is a complete pipe dream. I'm the uh, crazy American saying this. There's no way in hell it's <laughs> happening, but I'm hoping because once in a while I like to think that Nintendo might learn a little bit and, and just just grow a bit and say you know what this kind of stuff only helps us it gets people to love the game again and go say oh you know what i haven't played metroid 2 on the on the game boy in forever and that game was great let me go play that or zero mission or whatever it doesn't hurt anything so probably not but you never know and if nothing else i hope it leads these guys to something in the in the professional space because clearly they are they, talented. They they know what it. they're doing yeah yeah you know, absolutely you know what what really interests me about this though is like when the GameCube first came out, of course, the Game Boy Advance was massive, um, and it it was waiting for a proper Metroid game. Apart from, of course, you had Zero Mission, you had uh, what's the other one? Not not Hunters. It was it was another one. Um, but usually, what would happen around that time is you'd get your big console release, and then you get a handheld version of it but it, of course it was you're never going to get like that kind of 3d game on a game boy advance this looks like what would have happened before you know like the 2d version of metroid prime and just be like the same story the same kind of atmosphere the same like setting but just done in a different angle mm -hmm. and it's that's that's how authentic it looks yeah it's, yeah. it's impressive but I, I, I tell you what, you... there's um there's a game I've been trying to pinpoint what this game reminds me of. The way this is done, there's a game called The Mummy Demastered uh, for yes. the Nintendo Switch and a few others. Like it looks similar to that, like <clears> extremely <throat> similar to that, which is also pixel, um, uh, got that pixel art style, but using new graphics engines to the to the uh, to their benefit, like slight. Uh, the shading and the lighting of certain items, which is needed for Prime, because th like the level we're seeing right now, you actually need to light your path with certain bugs and whatever else um and uh yeah the, the mummy demastered is incredibly similar to that um this potentially even possibly looks better than the mummy demastered as well like which um, is saying something because way forward are at the top of the game at that point and another oh, yeah. game that reminds me of is aliens infestation if you ever played that one which is another uh roguelike metroidvania set in aliens franchise which is just brilliant absolutely brilliant it looks just like this too this is this is stunning it's, it's, it's really really stunning and uh so guys go, go and support these guys at least uh send them some love maybe find them on twitter do all that sort of things that's definitely what i'm going to do and like i said if you're a, a patreon youtube member or anyone like that come and check me out over on discord after this because i'm gonna i'm gonna try and play this live because this this is right up my street okay oh this is so good if i knew about this game it'd be one of my most anticipated games of the year before now but now i've just discovered it and it's like a dream come true i'm well excited <laughs> anyway there's a lot of gushing on this show let's bring it back down shall we bring it yeah, back let's, down let's lower this tone let's let's, let's lower it right now optimistic and happy 
yet because uh, not only are Nintendo obviously going to be chucking a DMCA on this rather than getting hold of them and telling them <laughs> to turn it into an incredible game, but they also they also are killing or have already killed actually Mario. Now we've rest, talked about this. Rest in Gone. Peace. <laughs> I was just going to say rest rest in peace, Mario. Thirty five years old is no age. Um, I can't believe you've done this, etc. <laughs> Man, you had that tash for a long ass time, man. So, um, <laughs> my if my son was listening right now, I'd be uh, so upset. Uh, <laughs> hardcore Mario fan in the house to the point where he refuses to play Sonic games um, just to wind me up because Mario's better than Sonic. You what failed. have I done? You what have I, I have failed as a father. I really have. Um, so yes, it was on September third that we had the uh, Nintendo Switch Super Mario thirty fifth birthday uh, direct, uh, where they showcase loads of stuff. We're seeing the Game and Watch LCD thing happening on the screen right now. Um, <laughs> you also had uh, the Super Mario three D All Stars. That was the big one. Obviously, there was loads of other bits that are obviously still available. Um, what other ones am I missing here? Oh, yes, the Mario 35, uh, which is playing the original Mario with 35 players at the same time until there was only one of you left. Um, I played that religiously until I won and then never played it again. <laughs> I've not got to that stage yet with Tetris. I've still never won Tetris uh, 99. Uh, is it 99? Yeah, whatever yeah. that other one is. But And then you had Mario Kart Live as well. Yeah, 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 absolutely. They, I mean, you know, they pump... <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, well, at the end of last month um, was the day that, for whatever reason, all of the ones we have mentioned just went offline, stopped being sold, all that sort of stuff. And that's why they're calling it the death of Mario. Obviously, it's not the death of Mario. Nintendo would never stop releasing Mario games. But um, yeah, for whatever reason, they, in their infinite wisdom, decided, yeah, we're going to stop with Mario 35. We're going to stop with the LCD game, which makes sense. Actually, that one makes sense. Um and uh, that Mario 3D All-Stars, which doesn't make sense. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you're talking about the heritage of your flagship mascot. Um, why limits the, like, who can access that? Um, it's just strange, isn't it? It's like the whole Sony thing again. Why, why refuse to sell something that you know will sell? Um, and then particularly in this case, who doesn't want a copy of Mario 64 on the Switch to play. Who doesn't yep. want a copy of Mario Galaxy? The best Galaxy, yeah. possible playable version of Mario Galaxy. And on... potentially, is it Sunshine as well? Is this the best version of the way to play Sunshine outside of emulation? Yeah, I mean, there's no good way to play Sunshine. It's not the greatest <laughs> the series, but um, in, in general, um, yeah, it's the best way to play Sunshine for some people. Some people don't like it because they're speedrunners are very specific about what they want but either way for the vast majority of people people with switches they probably want to play it on their switch and now if they wanted to buy a digital copy they can no longer do so and all they're now at the mercy of people selling physical copies which will run out after a they certain will. amount of time yeah. and probably become like a new super luigi brothers u situation on wii u where the game just went up to crazy figures uh before it, it started settling down into something a bit more reasonable yeah but, yeah it, it really did shoot up it's it's really strange uh the only one i understand is the lcd thing there's only going to be so much a certain amount of time before 
you know, you might as well stop selling that. Um, yeah. The little LCD game and watch thing. That makes sense. Um, uh, I think out of all of the ones they've done in the past, like, you know, your NES Mini, uh, the shortages or the worry that the SNES Mini wouldn't be able, is going to be coming out in shortage, everyone with mass panic buying. And I know people that spent well over £100 to get an NES Mini, and it, it blew my mind. Why would you ever do that? Um, but, uh, yeah, a lot of people did. And uh, now it's got to the point where people are actually um, uh, mass buying the Super Mario 3D All-Stars and and flipping it and flipping it it's um really bizarre why nintendo would actually take it away the only genuine and i think it's a pretty safe bet is because they're going to start releasing them digitally as single um items uh, there's more money to be made if you're selling games digitally um uh, if you're selling them at the same price at least you know there's no manufacturing cost there uh, so they're probably going to do that um and i'm I think it's a pretty safe bet that they're going to do that. Only time will tell. I think it'll be a big kick in the nuts if they do that straight away. So don't expect to see it too soon, but yeah. it will happen. I mean, it's it's not that much different from the way they, to, to be honest, I do feel like the backlash is a little out of hand because the only difference between this and the 30th anniversary of Mario, where they released uh, Mario All-Stars on Wii, I believe, that or was such 25th. a cop out. That was that was literally one game, yeah. one SNES ROM on a CD. Yeah, when Nothing they released extra. that, that that was just as limited as 3D All Stars. It had a, the same kind of selling window for a physical title, but of course, because it didn't have the digital format, you didn't have that same issue as you do now, where they've actively stopped selling it on one platform, and then it's just whatever's left out in the market is to be sold. Same yeah. kind of deal, just different ball game now that we're talking about digital marketplace. But it does not bode well, again, for the long-term durability of Nintendo's digital platform. And I know a lot of people who have invested in digital games for the Switch. Oh, yeah. Um, and I can see it going the way of the PS3, the Vita, the Wii Store, the Wii U Store. Um, they're all going the same way. They're all being shut down. At some point, you won't even be able to re-download titles you've bought. Oh, and Nintendo. Nintendo are one of the first people to do this. Like, you know, they, they don't normally hang around as long as the other, as the competition. You know, the DS went down very quickly, um, as did the Wii. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure Wii U isn't even a thing anymore. Um, uh, I think the store stood around for re-downloads, but it's only a matter of time until it closes fully. What's going on with the 3DS? Is that still open? I'm sure yeah, that's still is. open. That's, that's right. still being supported, though. You still get new games for that. Yeah, um, okay. I don't know. It's 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 really weird. Like I know Nintendo get a lot of flack for, for being somewhat disposable and uncaring about their nostalgia, unless it's Mario Brothers specifically, and they've released mm-hmm. that on so many different things. But it it kind of hurts to see... The company with the longest legacy in gaming currently treating their legacy as if it's some throwaway commodity that, you know, they they ultimately just have by the balls. There's no it's, way there isn't a game plan here, though. No. There's yeah. no way there's no game plan here. Guaranteed. I, 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 it, the, the craziest thing is people thinking that this is... The, 
the last time you're going to see Mario 64. Like, it is not. Mm. <laughs> this wasn't the first time you saw Mario 64 since the original Mario 64. The game's been, like, put up on... Uh, was it on the Wii? I'm pretty sure it was, uh, which means it was probably on the Wii U in that sense. You could play it on the DS as the stupidly titled Mario 64 DS. I think that was what it was called. Um, yeah. Yeah, like... Um, and uh, my, my, my favorite one's obviously on the Game Boy, which I always bring up. But <laughs> um, you're going to see these games again. It's just bizarre at this point in time uh, why they would remove something that I think sold pretty damn well. Um, and yeah, they half-assed. Yeah, I they did. On this. I, I, I have a, and this may be conspiracy theory. I may be falling this out of the thin air. We all know Switch Pro is coming. Those rumors have been coming and coming and coming. We know the thing is going to show up. What form it'll be, we don't know. I think this is being pulled off now. I think it's going to come back out once the Switch Pro happens. as some kind of optimized super edition, whatever. And Mm -hmm. it also, uh, and even if it doesn't, this is the thing about Nintendo. And I've said this about that company because I look at Nintendo differently than Sony and Microsoft. Sony and Microsoft... They operate within their own spheres. Nintendo has always been a company that just does things according to this internal logic. And they, <laughs> they, just they really care. do. They do. Yeah. They, their, their games never go down in price all that much, or it's rare, uh, which is, it makes this even worse. Is It's not like a lot of their games dip 50% in two months. And you could say, well, they're, gonna, they're driving the price up on this to keep interest because they make their games so cheap. They don't. They really don't. They really and don't. they command these IPs that people adore and have for so long. So again, to what you're saying, why Nintendo at times acts so hostile to a fan base? It's almost an abusive relationship at times where yeah. <laughs> you see Nintendo treats their people so badly when you know they command these high prices and people pay them. It's not like... People don't buy their games. People love these games, and they make some of the best-playing games over the series of their consoles that any of us have played. So what is, what is to be gained from irritating that fan base that has stuck with you? Because we know that their consoles have traditionally, again, they don't try to compete at the high end. They're not trying to be the graphical powerhouses. They rely on the gameplay and these quirky they, characters. And they do. They do. Like. Yeah. And, that's and, and you, you look back at that, everyone like, slates the wii u like i know hardcore uh nintendo channels like uh when i when i went up to norway there was a couple of people i went there with and i i met up there and they were like their channel was entirely focused on zelda and and, and stuff like that like animal crossing nothing but these hardcore first party nintendo properties and they were laughing at me saying that the wii u was good and i'm like but it was like because what you got to look at with Nintendo, regardless of the popularity of the system, is the games themselves are the reason you buy these consoles. Like the games themselves, genuinely, yeah. are some of the very best games out there. And you can't say that the Wii U was bad when the best-selling games for the Switch, uh, 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 in quite a lot of the cases, games that came out on the Wii U. So there's no mm-hmm. way you could possibly ever say that that system was bad, because it had. Some of the best games. I still think Mario Kart 8, I've not played it in a good long while, but Mario Kart 8 is the best uh, kart racing game I have ever played. Uh, I, I, I know, like, Crash Team Racing, there's going to be arguments for that, but considering, like, you know, 
I, I still think it's utterly fantastic. And, and, and proof is in the pudding. Super Mario 3D All-Stars is free of their Mario games. And, you know, there's haters out there for Super Mario Sunshine ones on this very cool. But Mario 64 <laughs> and Mario Galaxy are some of the greatest and most legendary games of all time. Um, uh, they don't make bad games. They, they, they make, well, for the most part, they make um, excellent, excellent, excellent first-party games. I've interrupted. Carry on. <laughs> uh, no, and I, and I was gonna, I was just going to wind up with, and I think this is why some people get upset is because they're commanding premium prices. We know mm. that their consoles are going to be, and I'm not saying this as a non-fan. I love Nintendo stuff. I've got a Switch, but their their consoles are underpowered compared to the other competition, which is basically mm-hmm. the same prices for the games. So we've stuck with them with their little experiments, which some people like, some people don't. That's fine. You know, we, we've stuck with them when other gaming consoles are doing 4K60, and they're clearly not. And that's fine because the games are great, but then why not say, this is why we have this fan base, and there's no reason for us to take this game away when people enjoy it, when there's yeah. no justifiable reason. That's the thing, is if there was a legitimate reason that we could all identify, like you said, with the, the LCD, okay, that's fair. But there's just no reason for this. It just seems arbitrary, and that just never is going to... It's never going to come off very well for you as far as, as your fan base. So I don't know why they do this stuff. I, I, I just see it as they are the, 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 the Disney of the video game industry. You know, like, yeah. uh, you know, they've got all of the, the classic characters and the way that Disney treat their releases before, even before, the, more specifically before the digital age, even before Disney decided, okay, yeah, we need to jump onto this Disney Plus uh, Netflix model. Um, everything kept going into the vault. And I, yeah. I was someone that was addicted to getting going back and trying to find like spending silly money to get a special version of Beauty and the Beast on a DVD or a Blu-ray, which now you can watch, you know, in higher quality via a streaming service. Um, What's that like the Diamond and Platinum collections they've released? Yeah, they, they, they kept redoing them, and then there was like enchanted edition that there was like the sleeping giant edition of one of them as well that yeah i've got a a silly uh, massive collection of that stuff and we watch all our films via disney plus now so we just got one very dusty blu-ray collection but um uh yeah and and i just see that nintendo uh, have that same mind frame um i mean i mean it's a good you know I mean, logistically, it's crazy. It's it's, it's like, absolutely like, crazy. Where where someone like Sony or someone, as soon as they they release like a PS Classics uh, um, uh, uh, collection for a digital download, they would just throw all of their Crash Bandicoots and whatever else they need on there. Uh, where where Nintendo would hold them back and make it an, an announcement and a big event for them to release a game that you already own fifteen times, um, mm-hmm. and people lose their shit. And unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I can't complain because I'm that same person that has gone out and bought the 3D All-Stars, even though it was a £60 cartridge for a game that I already own several times. It's nuts. That Very half-assed as well, that, that, as that, sounds like, that, that sounds like me when um, I... Like, but there we are. Home. Who are we to complain when we buy them? That, that sounds like me when I mm. collect every home <laughs> video release of a movie. <laughs> Do we think yeah. they handled it right? Uh, mm. No, they handled it the way Nintendo handles things. <laughs> Yeah, up, it's it? it's just um, <laughs> I don't know. It, it it really strikes me as weird how a company so protective of their IP and for good reason they they need to be protective. You know, they don't want to get into a position where Mario suddenly becomes public domain because they just let people walk all over that IP. But for a company that is so protective of their intellectual property, they absolutely go out of their way to limit the ability to enjoy it. 
or mm-hmm. to be able to purchase and access it. And, you know, things like Mario 35, that is a game from the Mario staple that very few people will actually get to play unless they were to do a release in the future. And I just, um, I find that really strange. There's a lot of effort has clearly gone into making that game a thing um, mm-hmm. to make the infrastructure work, to make it uh, function in the way it did. And they probably thought, well, yeah, it's an expensive game to make. It's a battle royale. There's, we need multiple servers to get it running. And we know that people will lose interest over time. But, have but they, they didn't stop Tetris. Yeah, but have they fulfilled their own? Have they committed a self-fulfilling prophecy by turning around and saying, well, we know people lose interest over time. But yeah, of course people will do. Because if you tell them that it's going to end, people will not invest time in it. I don't know. I think it works the other way around. If people know it's going, <laughs> they'll people will rush to try it out. Mm. Uh, and mm. I, I think it's more the fact of you know you had the year of Luigi during the Wii U days, which was basically yeah, it had that that Luigi uh, super new super. Oh, I hate the naming of their games. Was it New Super Mario Brothers, the Luigi add-on? That was one of the things that came out that year. Um, you had the uh, Dr. Luigi, which is basically Dr. Mario, but the, the pills were stuck together to make an L shape. It, that's no, You never get that again. And I just think it's more the fact that they're just trying to um, make it an event that people remember. Like, oh, do you remember when uh, uh, Nintendo did that thing? Because people wouldn't have that memory if it's still currently available, um, potentially. Um, I don't know. It, it's a sad, it's a sad way of doing things. And uh, unfortunately, all of the other companies, unfortunately for Nintendo, the other companies have already worked out that yeah, this isn't how you want to do things. Um, I think and, that's you know, what you just said. There is the risky part of this for Nintendo because there is going to be a segment of the market that is not going to like this, and it's going to become worse as the other companies have figured out that it's better to provide more stuff than to retract stuff. And so at Mm -hmm. some point, I think this is going to bite Nintendo. I'm not saying it's going to be this year, next year, whatever, but there's going to be a point where the market will have evolved around them to the point where people will see this as anti-consumer. That's the risk they're taking. It's already happening. Like, how, how has Nintendo still not worked out voice chat? online voice chat i mean they don't have many games in all fairness to be able to play online but they do have mario kart 8 and that is if i'm not mistaken potentially the best-selling game for the system or it's in the top three without a doubt um and they still haven't worked out voice chat how have they not that 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 and i it, it boggles my mind how you can mess it up that much it's a microphone to plug into your controller or potentially even wirelessly job done <laughs> no, you need to connect it to your phone connect that and it's like what why <laughs> just sort it out um you know they, they were very much they were very late to the hd game they were late to the uh, playing games online and digital distribution game they're late to all of these things and um we like you say like you say that there, 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 there's quite a lot of things they're doing and uh, they are getting bit in the ass for not um uh, for for for, t- for taking their time uh with quite a lot of stuff uh examples as 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 stated which is a shame it's just, it's a shame because i adore nintendo i really love that company and the things that they do in the gaming space and to see them doing this and not getting past it is very disappointing because i don't want them to suddenly wake up one day and realize oh we've completely alienated our audience and they're not coming back and when you said that, I literally saw Mario going, wow. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't want that because I like Nintendo, man. I want them sticking around. I like what they do, but this is just not the way to do it. It doesn't work. Yeah, it, it, it's bizarre. It's bizarre, and, and like you say, they they genuinely do make some of the best games. Well, I, I was uh, discussing with one of my friends recently who got a PlayStation Five, and he was he was creaming about how good. Um, uh, that Sackboy adventure game is that that basically the 3D. It, it was their version of the uh, uh, Super 3D World, but with Sackboy. And I said, like, it's a fine game. It's good, and this isn't me fanboying out for Nintendo. I really don't. I generally own all, all, all three of the systems, but I played it, and I'm just like, Mario is so much better. Like the the, the, the not this, not the, just the character, but the way the gameplay is done. They've just nailed it. So so well it's so perfect that when you play games that are so obviously imitations to that formula of which there are a lot all you can do is compare them back to mario which is just so much better it's like uh, going back to that disney example when you watch a dreamworks film or something like that you know it it's got that dreamworks feel and it hasn't got the incredible that extra mile feel that like a Pixar movie would have. And I feel like the Nintendo have that with those types of games with the, the 3d Mario, um, uh, uh, formulas. And, and like you say, like, no, even though I'm not the, the, the biggest fan out there, but no one can touch like that, that, that Zelda style of gameplay. Others try, but they, no one can do it as well as, uh, as Nintendo can. And, um, they, they 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 do it with so many styles as well like the way that first person shooters were not that big in japan i mean there, there was definitely their fan bases the same way you have the jrpg fans in the in, in european and, and and obviously western countries but over there there wasn't a massive um first person fan until all of a sudden splatoon come out and it just blew up like splatoon is a big 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 deal in japan it's enormous and um it was nintendo that did that <laughs> They're, they're very, very good. <laughs> and yeah, again, that was a Wii U game. That was a Wii U game again. Yeah, when Nintendo innovate, they really show off, don't they? And yeah. I think you, the Sackboy uh, equivalence is you know, it's quite palpable because the amount of games that we have played, which are platformers, whether they are isometric, 3D, or 2D mm. platformers, um, they all follow the same template now. And it, it's what I call the Nintendo not giving a crap template and that is where you have the you have the platform game you have multiple levels you have that little um overworld map with the little dots on it and then during each level you have three MacGuffins that you need to collect if you want to get the true ending yeah that is that is the standardized nintendo template and then they go and do something like breath of the wild or mario odyssey and they show you really why they are the top dogs Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. why they are considered Another the thing. classic game makers. Think about this. Any platformer that comes out, what does it, what's it get compared to? Mario, guaranteed. Metroidvania yeah. is a term. Why? Metroid Castlevania. Th- these are the defining you got kart racers all go back to Mario Kart. Yeah. Smash yeah. Brothers is always in the conversation on fighters. So this is, this is what Nintendo does. It is, that is what makes the other side of it, they're, they're just baffling approach to these things worse because if they got that part right i don't care if that machine ran at 480p for the rest of its console life if they treated their fans better they would be unbeatable unbeatable and yet they botched the simple stuff strange i i I do have a couple of like um hardcore uh like sony or xbox fans uh like uh, as friends outside of the uh youtube space that i know in the real world 
and they will not play any game other. You know, you get those fanboys that will never play a game that's not on any other system. And, you know, they're, they're barking on about whatever game. And I mean, you do realize if Nintendo went down the road of Sega and you, you, you suddenly started getting all of the, 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 the classic first party Nintendo titles on your Sony systems and your Xbox systems, they would be some of the best, probably the best selling games on those systems. Like you, 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 you buy it, you have your little fight between play. I've gone off a completely different tangent now, but go and buy your <laughs> PlayStation and your Xbox, but also get a Nintendo because the games are that good. <laughs> they are really that good, but uh, they are worth burning yep. a console for. Yeah. But uh, and, and like you say, th- th- this is why it makes it even more baffling. It- it's baffling, but the more we talk about it, the more it, it becomes a little bit logical. But yeah, it- it's baffling that that they would gatekeep like the best possible games, in my opinion, that are out there. Um, uh, but then, like you say, they're, they're probably going down the Disney model, something that even Disney have moved from. It's, it's weird. The old Disney model. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Slopes Cast, the retro gaming news show recorded live on Twitch on the 6th of April 2021. If you want to listen in live, the next recorded episode will be on the 13th of April 2021 over on twitch.tv forward slash Slopes Game Room at 9pm UK time and 1pm Pacific Standard Time. As stated, if you would like the chance to be on a future episode, then please do consider becoming a Patreon or YouTube member. And finally, if you have any news stories for me, then feel free to drop them in the dedicated room on Discord at discord.gg forward slash Slopes Game Room. And until next time, guys, this is DJ Slope signing out, and hopefully I'll see you all next time. <laughs>